Now, Mr. Pasiwe, let's uh, start by taking a look at what the Soweto residents are saying and uh, their demands to pay a flat rate of between 250 and 400 rand a month for electricity. What is ESCOM's response? Well, Sakina, the electricity prices in South Africa are determined by the National Electricity Regulator, not ESCOM. In other words, not ESCOM, not municipalities, not even the residents can determine their own rate. It has to be going through the, the, the correct taxes, and that's the National Electricity Regulator, NERSA. In other words, my, 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 my suggestion is if people want to influence how these things work, maybe they need to influence the regulator because the ultimate prices in South Africa are determined by the regulator. So how much is being owed by uh, residents of Soweto at this point in time? So, Soweto alone, uh, 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 Sakina, owes ESCOM just over 4 billion rand. The total debt actually in Soweto is 8 billion rand, but 4 billion rand is what we call arrear debt, meaning it's the uh, amount of money which is overdue. So, um, and the installation of prepaid metering is basically aimed at curbing that uh, amount from growing up. So we want to make sure that we don't overburden people by continuing to uh, supply them with electricity, and yet they are unable to pay for it. So we, uh, we wanted to, to install this metering, and in, in, in other parts of Soweto, it has to be added, like Chawelo and uh, Middlelands and Doxonville and elsewhere. We have uh, already installed those meters. People are generally happy with them. But other parts of Soweto are, are resistant, and it's mainly people who are claiming that they have not been um, consulted, but also people generally who don't want to pay. And that's the bottom line, Sakina. But they were very adamant that they, they want to pay. They are simply saying that they cannot afford these rates that they are being asked to pay, Mr. Pasiwe? Sakina, so, you know, as we say, the, the, if people are obviously willing to pay, then obviously they, they should be able to, to pay. Just like uh, the, the cell phone at time, people can determine as to how much they want to use for a particular month. So the same applies with electricity. If you are willing to use electricity, therefore you must be willing to pay for it. So if you cannot afford it, then there are certain channels that you need to follow. Many people may not necessarily know, or maybe they choose not to know, but uh, th- there are um, 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 channels in South Africa where you have to register with your municipality so that you can up- qualify for free basic electricity. There is that provision in, 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 in South African law. Some people don't want to apply for free basic electricity. They just want to, to, to continue using, uh, as they say, using this flat rate thing so that they can continue to... So some of the people, I must tell you, uh, Sakina, they have BNBs and other things in Soweto. They are able to generate electricity money, but they don't want to pay beyond the, the 200 rand that they mentioned. And uh, these prepaid meters that you uh, talk about, are they tamper-proof? The, the prepaid meters that we have are tamper-proof. Um, and in part of Soweto where we have installed them, we as a company have absolutely no qualms about it. It's working uh, accordingly. And people who have this meter do not have any issues with them at all. So generally, I think uh, people who are against this are main, mainly people who don't want to pay in the first place. And Mr. Pasiwe, while I have you on the line, uh, last week when we spoke, uh, we spoke about the 20 uh, defaulting municipalities that you had threatened, um, you know, to cut off. So last week, 10 of those 20 had reached a payment agreements with ESCOM. Is there any development on that uh, story with regard to the other 10 municipalities? Yes, Sakina, the, the remaining 10, some of them have approached us. Some of them, we have asked them to go back uh, and then uh, revise their payment plans. Because, you know, if someone, for example, owes you, say, 20 rand, 
and they say to you that uh, I acknowledge that I owe you 20 rand, but I'm willing to pay you 5 rand per month, then um, it, it might uh, assist you. But generally, if someone says to you uh, they're going to pay you much lower than they were expected to, to, to pay, because you don't want someone owing you for eternity. You want them to at least pay maybe say half of the amount they, they, they owe you and then make a plan as to how they're going to pay the remaining amount. So some of the amounts they were proposing to us were just too low and it was going to continue with this uh, um, um, indebtedness forever. So we asked them to go back and uh, once we have revised their plans, we will talk again. And Madupi, what's the latest uh, with regard to the worker situation there? Because yesterday uh, we spoke to Numsa and uh, the members still had not gone back to work. Their members have still not gone back to work. This time, like, you know, the, the new development really is that we have asked everyone who is living in, in our um, residential areas, which is the, uh, some people call it hostels. So we've asked everyone to vacate our hostels because unfortunately our hostels have been used as some kind of a base by people who are preventing others from going to work. We have asked all of them to vacate and then we're going to run some kind of an audit of sorts to say that who is a part of the natural action and who is not. Those who are prepared to, to go back to work will be allowed in back into, in, into the hostels, and those who are not uh, 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 prepared to work, then they will stay outside and they can continue um, maybe what they want to do, but it should not be happening inside our facilities because uh, you may know, Sakina, we've been criticized by some people that we are offering people food and accommodation and whatever else, and yet they are not doing anything. So it's not a reaction to those reports per se, but we're saying if you're staying in our facilities and uh, you get all these benefits and yet you're not working, then we have to we have something else to give. And this is where we are now. So when will that process start? The, the, the process started uh, um, on, on Monday this week. Um, we are going to go for, for about two weeks to make sure that uh, um, we, do to, we do all the necessary audits that we need to do to determine as to who is part of the industrial election and who is not. I, I must add at this point, Sakina, that out of the 14,000 people, I think about 3,000 people are part of the, 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 the NUMSA uh, um, 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 sort of strike action, and uh, the majority of other people who are there either are not uh, uh, participating per se, but uh, because they have been intimidated, that's why some of them are not coming to work.